0: Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Mulrennan. So welcome back, you guys. I have a phenomenal guest for us today. I've got uh, my good friend who is a dominant, dominant top real estate agent in the Vancouver market. With me today, I've got my good friend, John Sai. John, welcome. Thank you so much uh, for being here today.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I know you came on my show a couple of weeks ago and just blew everyone away. So I'm hoping to bring the same value uh, to your your, uh, audience as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Been... uh, big,
0: big supporter of your work for a long time. I think people are going to learn more about who you are, the work ethic you bring, the discipline you bring, uh, the kind of guy you are. So I want to tell your story, John, of, of where you, how you've really gotten to real estate, how you've built your career, um, the ups and downs, because there was a story, how I found you. There was a time where I think you wanted to get out of real estate and then you push through that. And, um, you have a phenomenal business, phenomenal life today. And it's all been a byproduct of, I think, the things that we're going to talk about today. So you're in Vancouver. Um, how long have you been in real estate?
1: Since 2006. So 15 years going on my 16th year this year. And uh, yeah, just um, grinding through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's a lot of grind. We, you and I talk about that a lot. How many
0: deals will your group do uh, this year? Or what is the goal?
1: Uh, this year, the goal would be um, 150 closed. So we'll probably hit like 175 closed and pending. Love it. And um, this will be the first time we'll hit um, over 2 million GCI. Love it. So that's, that's uh, something to, to celebrate for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good for you. And, and how much did you guys do in 2020? what did you guys end up with last year?
1: 2020, we ended up with 113 closed and 132 closed and pending. Um, closed uh, commission GCI was 1.46.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And John, if you guys haven't noticed, knows his numbers. Uh, that's a that little analytical side of him coming out. Did yeah. you guys do one of your great annual client appreciation parties? Were you guys able to do that last year or, or through? I wasn't able to
1: yeah. uh, in January. So usually we have it in January. So January 2020, we did one and then we got shut down, of course. Yeah. And then 2021, we couldn't do it, but uh, it'll, it'll come back. Yeah, you, you throw yeah.
0: great events.
1: You guys, we'll, we'll, we'll
0: link up all John's stuff beneath this video so you can go follow him on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, he throws an epic annual client appreciation event every year, and it's a great, great event. So let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to 2006. Uh, mm-hmm. h- how did you end up getting started in the business? What, what drew you to get into real estate sales?
1: Actually, the end goal was to be um, free meaning that I could do whatever I want, whenever I want with who I'm, whomever I want, right. To sure. work really hard to become lazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I was, uh, at the, at the end of my, uh, university career and I was at a loss, right. Uh, Cause I was graduating with a psychology degree. I didn't know what to do. Um, and then I ran into this, gentleman in Taiwan while I was on vacation there. And he was 42 years old and he was retired. And I was like, wow, you're at the gym almost like three hours a day. What do you do for work? He's like, well, I'm retired. Uh, I built up a, a language school. I sold that. And then I have passive income from that. And then I, I bought a lot of real estate with the income that I had and enough, enough passive income that I can retire altogether. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And you're only 42 years old. Uh, coincidentally, I'm 41. So I said, what would you recommend me to read or do? He said, uh, rich dad, poor dad, go and read that book. You'll get some insight from that. So I read the book. Nothing made sense to me except for the real estate part. Yeah. I knew that if I wanted to get out of the rat race, I needed to purchase enough rental real estate so that the income would sustain my lifestyle so much so that I could be free. So I said, okay, well, I got that. And how would I do that? If I wanted to learn about rental real estate, I might as well go sell some. Right. So then Love I it. got my license um, about four years after. So I procrastinated for four years, travel, party, whatever. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. Teenagers or, or you know, young um, adult. At that point, 20 something. So that's how I got started. And uh, yeah, fast forward 15 years, here I am.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. That's kind of similar to how I got it. I mean, my first exposure too was Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, same kind of thing. So, all right, beautiful. So you get in the business 2006. What were the first couple of years like? Did you come out and you just started making millions and millions and millions of dollars? Is that how it worked, or did you struggle for a bit? Tell us about that.
1: Oh, it was tough, man. Uh, In my first six months, I did two transactions, in which case was um, a whopping twenty five hundred dollars in GCI. Wow. and uh, i said okay well this is how it's going to be and i was in debt and i was told that being in debt in real estate was normal as well so i said okay i'm i'm right i'm right on track yeah 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 and they always said uh have 6 months of um uh reserves if you don't make a sale i said oh i'm right on track on that as well but but i've run out yeah i've run out um in my uh first 6 months yeah and then My first full year, which is 2007, I did 17 transactions just by being a nice guy. And, you know, I was one of the first ones out of my friends and people were buying 27 years old, right? Yeah. And I, um, I made a lot of commissions. So 104,000, but then the thing is half of that commission was from, um, pre-construction pre-construction. I don't know if you know, you signed a contract today, you made the sale but it does not pay you until two years later. Wow! So I signed the contract in two thousand seven, made the GCI, but it was pending until two years later. But I spent the money. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I went out and got a new X five. Sure. Right, and I bought my uh, back then uh, uh, girlfriend uh, purses, you know, whatever. happened. oh you. yeah. And then I went into about sixty thousand dollars worth of debt. And then I decided to get engaged. So I went and got another loan for $20,000 and I bought her a ring and I'm now in, in, in $80,000 in debt.
0: Wow. Crazy. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it sounds like you're a real estate agent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so, so you know, and, and then, you know, what happened 2008, I don't know if, um, yeah you guys had a, probably crashed a little bit earlier than that, but 2008 was when it really hit uh, Vancouver and, and, and Canada in, in general. And um, I had nowhere to go. I was at $80,000, $90,000 in debt. And my broker was like, man, John, uh, you know, you got to check this out. Um, Mike Ferry. I said, who's Mike Ferry, right? And he gave me some tapes. <laughs> tapes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I find out from the grapevine that he is in Newport beach, uh, doing a sales talk workshop. And I said, what have I got to lose? And yeah, worst case scenario, I get to have fun in LA. So I went and then I signed up. I signed up uh, on the third day of the sales talk workshop. You know how it is. Mike just magically gets you to go back go to the back and sign up, you know, put it on your
0: credit card, put it on more money.
1: You don't have. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, that was the only way I could survive. Cause I knew that, um, if I didn't sign up, I would go deeper into the hole. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, wow. What a great story. I mean, thank you for being vulnerable. And, and I think a lot of people watching will resonate with that a lot to say, wow, John's being very real. I mean, it, all of this is what you had to go through to get to where you were today. So you get, you get into Mike Ferry coaching, um, and, this is like your rise to what I call it. Like you, you really, really grew a nice listing-based business. I want to walk people through that, that journey. Before you started a team, you were focused on personal production, and you did a hell of a job, man. A guy with discipline, you were doing 50 contacts a day. I don't know for how long. Let's walk the audience through that journey. So you get started in coaching. Let's start there.
1: Get started in coaching. I did not do a deal for six months. Another By six then, months. Another six months, so yep. I, I was I was uh, right there, and then about ninety thousand dollars in debt, and then I started to cold call just listed, just sold for sale by owner expires, and guess what? I did not take an expired listing from cold calling until one year later in coaching. Wow, until one year later in coaching. But the the funny thing was, um, after not having done a deal six months in coaching, I did in the next nine months. 33 transactions, but it no, was no. the accountability, it was the skill um, development, and it was mindset that got me through. Although I had no success in expires because, you know, Mike Favorite's is all about expires, FISBOS. And then I was like, I- I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. So when I took my first expired listing, my confidence started to really go up. So I went from um, 33 to 39 the next year, and then, you know, hovered in the 40s and then 50s. And then I jumped to eighty five in two thousand and fifteen, and then uh, all of a sudden one hundred and forty nine in two thousand sixteen. But I was capped. Yeah,
0: you were you were that. burnt out. You were working. I, so let's let's talk about that. I think. Well, what kind of income was that representing at the time in Vancouver? Because you're selling high valued properties, right? One hundred and fifty transactions represented how much in income?
1: Well, back then my commissions were low. So sure. it was about okay. $7,000 per transaction. So I just hit over a million. That was the first time we hit over a million GCI. Okay. So just, just back up a bit. Uh 2009, I started with 11 contacts a day. Okay. And then I went to 15 in 2010. And 2011, went back to 11 contacts. 2012, I, I met uh, this um, great agent out of Arizona, Monique. She's like, you got to get Mojo. Yeah. And so I went and got Mojo. So I went up to 30 contacts a day. Yeah. And then I started uh, that 2012 is when I hired our first assistant as well. So I could delegate some of the stuff now. Yeah. And then I went from 30 contacts to 40 contacts to then 50 contacts in 2015. And it did not stop the 50 contacts for four years. Wow. Good for you.
0: So when you hired assistant, how many deals were you doing, John, before you hired your first assistant?
1: I did 51 deals before we hired Renee. Yeah. And then I went backwards a little bit to 45 because there was a little bit of a transition period. Um, Wing shot effect. A, yeah. But then I made the same amount of income. So I wasn't super mad about that. Yeah. In the next full year, we went up to from 45 to 59 transactions. Yeah. Right. So then um, I started leverage a little bit more from that. But I was still very listing based, very ego based. Just me, just me, just me. And then I take all the listings. I take all the buyers and uh, which had me like literally burn out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's a whole podcast interview in itself of like when to hire an assistant, the 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 fact on why you took a step back, because I call it the rubber band effect. You had to take a step back, train the assistant before you reap the benefit of an assistant. That took a year. Most people don't understand that. They want the they want to hire an assistant and then get the benefit right away. That doesn't happen that way. So so you I, want to, I, want, I don't know exactly what year it was, but there was a time, I think, and I don't know exactly what time it was, you were doing well. You were succeeding in real estate sales where I think you thought about leaving the business. Was that right?
1: Yeah. I thought about, well, you know, I, somebody asked me this um, a couple of days ago when I asked a question. Uh, I, I said, ask me a question on IG. But literally, Brandon, uh, a couple times a year, I would want to quit.
0: So I want to talk about that because I think it's, that is normal. And most people have the same feelings. They're just scared to talk about it. That's why I love John Sy so much because you're not scared to be vulnerable and be real with people. So walk us through the mindset, what was going on at the time,
1: man. it was just so hard, right? Um, You know, you, you make a sale. And it was just a tough go with the seller. Yeah. You finally get it done. And then the next one comes, you know, a breakdown after breakdown, but then you yeah. have this breakthrough and then you hit your goals, right? At the end of the year, you're like, man, I hit, guess what? i um, 149 deals. Guess what, guys? January 1st, where do we start? Zero. Right at zero. Honest to God, January 1st, 2017, I was like, I'm ready to quit. Yeah. I am ready to quit because- I didn't know if I could do 149 transactions a year again and uh, because I was so cat that was a single agent and yeah. I, obviously I had a couple agents doing showings for us. We don't have lockboxes here in Vancouver. Sure. And yeah, I really wanted to quit and then uh, it was a tough uh, tough beginning to 2017 and Then the market started to pick up. Then it was a little bit easier. Then I started to really hire agents. That's when life got a little bit better. But I would say, man, from 2008, I wanted to quit because I was $80,000 in debt. I didn't know how to make a sale. Yeah. And then each and every year I had points where I would do no transactions for that month. I'm like, okay, my career is over. Yeah. And literally, Brandon, last year when the pandemic hit, we went from 20 deals in March 2020 to uh two transactions in April 2020. Wow. Said, okay, my my um my career is over. We did three transactions in May 2020. I said, uh wife, let's sell everything and uh, we might have to pack it up. Pack wow. it in. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Yeah man. I know. That's what's so hard about this business, you know, is like the highs are high and the lows are low. And um it's just a funny way. And that's why I think the consistency of what we do is so important because the second you find yourself in complacency is the very moment where things just disappear. I mean, like overnight disappear. Yep. Um, you know, wow, what an amazing story. And you can just keep pushing through. I mean, that, that's the key thing. You, your mindset is very strong. Talk about that.
1: Actually, my mindset uh, is very wonky <laughs> from the very start. That's why I knew that I, I could take action no matter what, yeah. no matter matter how my mindset was up or down. I knew that if I stay consistent, that I could grind it through. Cause I knew 2008, I'm like, well, if I didn't make a sale in six months and I got through that, I can get through anything. Yeah. So I just kept taking actions, even guys through April, 2020 and May, 2020, guess what? I, I talked to a hundred people a day in April. Wow wow. And 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 I was like, although I, my mindset was let's pack it in, but I'm like, wait a minute. I got, um, six other team members that, you know, still need to survive from this business. So I said, well, I can't, I can't quit. I wanted to, right. I said, let's pack it in, but then wait a minute. Right. So then yeah. I got back into action and I knew that if I just kept taking action, something was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the best mindset. Anytime I think someone's feeling doubt or concern, get lost in the action and through the action always comes results. I think the if you find yourself in doubt and saying, damn, I don't know if I can do this and you don't take action, it will manifest into failure. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. And, and people always ask me you know, how to get over doubt, anxiety, and fear. Yes. I said, you know what? You just got to go and take actions. Get so busy in your schedule that you have no time to doubt yourself.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I want to walk through, I want to talk about some lead generation. And I mean, agents love when we talk about lead generation, right? Uh, So in Canada, it's like a mystery of like what you can do, what you can't do. So you were calling expired FISBOs, but I don't think you could do that anymore. Is that right or wrong? Like,
1: let's just, let's, let's hear from John Tsai, the man. Expired FISBOs are allowed to be called in Canada. Okay. Um, Where we are, we're allowed to call expireds, especially.
0: Okay. But the
1: rest of Canada, almost every province except for BC and Montreal, we're allowed to call expireds. But then, because of that restriction, the privacy laws, the companies that furnish us with the ah. lead are not able to furnish us with the expired leads. In which case, you know how I started my career in expires is I would look on the MLS and I would go to 411.ca, whitepages.ca, and reverse search. Got it. I would reverse search myself and then I would call. Nobody pick up, but then I would put the name in my binder. Yeah, <laughs> I had a yeah. Binder, yeah, binder. Yeah, yeah. And Me then too. I would do that for years on end.
0: So, but in Ontario, you can't call expires. Is that, no. You no. Know I mean? nope. Yeah, you can call for sale by owners, just
1: not expires. Yes. But you can knock doors there, yeah? You can knock on the door uh, with the expired. You can even call them, you know, in which case uh, the, the Toronto agents do. Yes. But you can't say that, hey, I noticed your listing expired. It's more like, hey, I got this listing uh, around the corner here, just wondering when you plan on moving.
0: So it's a circle prospecting script with a targeted list. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Good. That always is just interesting how that whole process works in Canada. Um, So, all right. So let's fast forward. So you push through all of that. At the beginning of the show, you had this vision of creating this lifestyle, like the guy at the gym, right? 42 years old and he's passive income. Well, you built a big business, but you were like a slave to the business. You were making a million dollars a year, but you were a slave to the business. So you had a big income, which allowed you to buy things and do that. But it's like, it was kind of unfulfilling. And so you had to make a decision. And I think that's kind of where maybe, I don't want to put words in your mouth, where you decided to partner with eXp. Is that correct?
1: Yes. um, I was presented with this opportunity where it could create freedom and a little bit more leverage and I was already going to start a brokerage, um, a franchise with REMAX anyway. So Got I it. said, well, what do I want with REMAX? Number one is build equity. If I were to sell the brokerage, yep. you know, 10 to 15 years down the road, I'm money back. And then number two is, if you know, because we're coaches, right? That's and right. I was a coach for Mike for four years, so I can yes. bring my skills there. And number three was lead gen. You know, yeah. I got introduced to Legion in 2019, uh, 2018. I said, wow, this is phenomenal. Yeah. So WeMax was going to give us all that. Um, but, um, it ha- it had to cost $500,000 to start up. Now, EXP was going to give us all that for $199 startup <laughs> cost. Yeah. So I said that that's, that's, uh, impossible, but I started interviewing people at the company and I just decided to make a plunge. And you know, never look back since. Um, so we have a better life now because of that.
0: Yeah. What 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 year was that? Twenty what? Twenty
1: nineteen. Um, Got it. January first, I started with EXP, but I um uh, I had been introduced to it June, I think. Uh, sorry, August of two
0: thousand eighteen. Got it. Okay. So. Now you have, a, you have your, your growing opportunities at eXp and you have a sales team which has leverage in your life. You said it provides you a better life. I want to unpack that a little bit. So let's talk about your personal sales team for a second. So how is it structured? How do you guys generate business? What is your role in the team? Are you still in personal production? Let's talk about those.
1: Um, it's never perfect. I'm still struggling through it. However you want to look at it. Um, sure. you know, if I had, to, you know, it was like a revolving door for a couple of years. Now yes. we're starting to really build a culture. And, um, I, myself, I'm still a listing agent. I still go on about, um, I would say two listing appointments per month, okay. uh, physically. And then, um, the rest of the team, majority of them will be doing buyers, except for two agents that, uh, do listings with me. And for the team. And so we have, again, 12 agents on the team and then 13, including myself, we have two and a half admin as well on top of that. And, um, you know, I still do 10 contacts a day and I mainly reach out to my past clients and center of influence, the top people. Yep. And then, yeah, so my goal is to leverage completely out of production by 2022, January. Got and, it. Um, you know, so far, uh, I, I could see it, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. What 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 do you think about from a leadership standpoint? The challenge with teams, as you know, is the revolving door or and and or training your competition because the agent, a lot of times on teams, if you don't have the right culture, you don't have the right leadership, you don't have enough value. People leave teams. They get trained up by the best. I get trained up by John Tsai. learn all his strategies, tactics, and thank you so much, but I'm going to go do this on my own. So when you think about that, which every team leader should, what is kind of your strategies to to build longevity with your team members?
1: I think it's culture and I think it's um, energy. Um, You got to provide value for the agents. And I used to train them and try to keep them a little bit small. Right, and that was the wrong mindset. It's like, okay, I want to train you so you can leave, right? Right, So you can build your own organization. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just give, 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 contribute. But I train them so well, and train them to leave that they don't anymore. Yeah, right. So. That's that's kind of how it's been, but uh, you know, I, I make it sound easy and short right now, but I've gone through numerous numerous uh, team management leadership courses. I was in Landmark for that for two years. Yeah, I read countless leadership books. You know, it, it hasn't been easy. it yeah. hasn't been easy. But I'm where I am today because of what I've learned in the past five years building a team.
0: Yeah, my belief on building a team is that. Well, first off, I believe that 90% of the industry should be on a team. And if done right, I believe, take the split away, I believe that a team done right, the team member makes way more on the team than they ever could make on their own, ever. And and higher quality of life. And I think you, you share in that vision because that's what the team provides is... You know, you could go do it on your own and you may make as much as you're making here, but you're going to be John Tsai in 2015, burnt out, ready to quit, right? And so the team provides administrative support, marketing support, leadership, culture, uh, systems, tools, technology, where the splits are relevant. It's all about that
1: bottom line income and lifestyle. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think if you, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars on your own. Right. But then you're spending, you know, 40% of that anyways. Yep. So then the team takes care of all that for you and take away the admin costs. That's and right. All the marketing costs. And you don't have to work and you can take days off because the team's got your back. Yep. Right. So it's I think it's a no-brainer today. I didn't see that before. Right. To, before I was like, well, I, I want to train you to support my income, to support and service my clients. That, right. that wasn't the right idea.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're building their business through a team structure. That's right. Servant leadership. I love it. Their own business. Yeah. Their own business. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So, so let's, we got uh, just a minute or two left. Fast forward. Let, tell us about the future vision for John Tsai, what you want to build in the future for your real estate business.
1: Yeah, first is to be able to uh, leverage out of production so I can become the CEO of the team. I'll always keep the team. I love my clients and I love my team members. And I want to be able to help uh, 20,000 agents uh, in another five years and to be able to help them um, have a life, make a lot of income, right? And yeah. just have fun in real estate and don't make the mistakes that I made. So I'm here to just share uh, what, what hurdles I went through. And so you don't have to go through them because I'm willing to share openly with you. And yeah, so I still want to be producing, you know, in five years, let's say four, 400 transactions, um, but not me, not in production. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I love
0: it. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing. I mean, it's you, I love your philosophy. I love your, your vision. I love the way that you articulate and the value you provide to your team, um, and to your group at exp. So, uh, let's end with this. How can people connect with you, learn from you, join your team? Where, where can they go? Where
1: should they go? Um, I'm mainly on Instagram. If you want to search me up, it's TSAI real estate, all one word. And, you know, I'm on there all the time, almost too much, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm also on Facebook, John Sai EXP Realty, and you can reach me on those two platforms. Uh, I'm most readily available there and uh, I'm just here to contribute, man. So, you know, uh, thank you for having me today and you've brought... Uh, Uh, Such great value to my group and congratulations on your book as well. I'm going to get that this afternoon.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, John. And we'll link to all of John's uh, social media and where you guys can connect with John beneath this video once it's uploaded on YouTube. And John, thank you so much for continuing to pour back in the industry. I feel like you and I have got a lot of work to do together uh, in the future, which I'm excited for. So uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon, but thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you. All right. Take care, John. All
1: right.
0: For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.